I have Kate Chernis, the CEO and co-founder of Lately.ai. Lately uses machine learning to learn which words will get you the most engagement. It turns video, audio, and text into dozens of social media posts. Uh, Kate is going to discuss today how she came up with the idea for Lately, how she funded the MVP, gained her first few customers, and went from a zero to product market fit, and her current 100,000 or 85,000, I should say, MRR. How are you today, Kate? Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm making it. You know, I'm making it through, Jordy, right? Like some days you wake up and you're like, yes, I'm on top. And then other days you're like, can I swear on your show? Yeah, I know. We've all been there for sure. I think we can definitely <laughs> all relate. Fortunately for me, this is a good day. So, and it's also towards the end of my day, so it's good. Um, well, it's great to, great to have you on the show. Um, I gave you a quick intro. Why don't you just sort of, you know, give me a spiel about yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the most interesting to some, I think, thing would be that before lately, I used to be a rock and roll DJ. And my last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM satellite cool, radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was wild. I mean, what's interesting and and I had to have other people kind of frame this for me, which has been a constant mm -hmm. through the lately journey, which is that what I learned about turning listeners into fans or customers into evangelists mm -hmm. and infused into the bedrock of lately came from my music industry mm -hmm. career, right? And part of that is the neuroscience of how we listen to music Mm -hmm. Right. So, Jordy, when you listen to a new song, your brain must instantly access every other song you've ever heard in that moment. And it's pulling on nostalgia and memory and emotion. And it's trying to look for familiar touch points so it knows where to index that new song in the library of the memory of your mm -hmm. brain. And so you can see, like, how powerful music yeah. is just by that you know, instant moment. Now those components, nostalgia, memory, emotion, they're all involved in, in trust, and trust is why we buy. Parallel, I was also a fiction writing major in college, and of course I wrote thousands of commercials for radio. When you write copy, it's the job of, of the author to also trigger nostalgia, memory, emotion, and trust, and give you familiar touch points to hang on to, so you're having that engagement there. And what you can use in parallel is sound because your voice, Jordy, is like a song. There's a frequency mm -hmm. to sound. There's a note, a musical note to your mm -hmm. voice. So when I read your text, your email, your social media post in my head, I hear your voice. Okay, I like it. See those yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, so tell me, walk me back to when um, you were a D you, you're doing this DJ. Did you like it? I mean, why would you leave? It sounded like you liked yeah, it. That is, <laughs> no one asked that question, so good on you. Um, there were things I loved. It was the best ride. I mean, of course, I, you know, job hazard. I dated musicians, and I met my husband, mm -hmm. who was the best thing in my whole life. Um, and I was at the show. I was at the place everybody wanted to be. The pay was shit, and the sexual harassment was out of sight. Mm. In fact, it was normal and celebrated, so even I participated in it because you were rewarded. Um, but the thing I didn't like was that it, there was a hostile work environment that was fused by the sexuality, and I didn't 
know what that was. This wasn't part of the lexicon of the news. So this is 2006, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. so, there, so I, or before 2003 through six. So I didn't have like the language we're using right now to discuss mm -hmm. this. And I just knew that I was pissed off because I was kicking ass and I either wasn't getting credit for it or I was being shit on because of it. Yeah. And that was really frustrating for me. So I don't know if this happens to you, Jordy, but personally, when I'm in a bad place in my life, my body starts to <laughs> raise its hand and scream at yeah, me. I'm so, yeah. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> and I wasn't listening. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, shit, I've got the best job in the world. What if I, if I leave this, who am I? If I'm not Kate on the air, I have no identity. I was terrified of that. Yeah. I, I had the job everybody wanted. And uh, what was happening was like I had a rash on my torso from like six months. No one could explain it. Then I fell down the stairs and I tore a ligament in my ankle at work. It continued to re-injure. So I was like in a boot or in a rollabout or crutches for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started getting epicondylitis and tendonitis, which is like not carpal tunnel because you can actually have surgery to fix that. But it's this searing pain throughout your fingers and arms and wrists and elbows and shoulders and um i could no longer type oh okay so then is that what it was that sort of made you leave so it's like i can't there's something going on i need to take a health break or something like that yeah i was and it's relevant so if, if you don't mind me uh, just diving there a little bit but what happened was i i'm resourceful so i tried everything first i was i was going to acupuncture and you know, every kind of Eastern Western thing, they stuck needles down my hands to see if it was a nerve problem, like all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, I, XM wouldn't hire an intern because I looked normal. They didn't believe something was wrong uh -huh. with me. My, I have hands, right? So I paid an intern to sit down next to me and, and type for me. And I actually paid him to ride to work and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't have any money, yeah. you know? <laughs> And then um, I learned about Dragon Naturally Speaking voice activated software. Again, this is, you know, 2005 and six. This is the brain behind Siri, which we now all know, mm -hmm. right? But back then it didn't, nobody yeah. knew it. And I learned that there were four coaches in the whole country. And one was in DC where I was, this woman who lucky me was a fan of my oh, show. Oh, really? Okay. So I paid her in CDs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> And so I, I took out a credit card because, you know, I mean, I made $50,000, which is not very much money. And I, I had to buy a laptop because I had to, again, XM's IT team wouldn't buy the software for me. You know, it was, I was a pain in the ass mm -hmm. at this point, yeah. right? I'm just trying to survive. And so I get the software. I get a laptop. I'm learning how to use it. I get out of there. I go to another music-related company, and there's another boys' club, and it was the same shit, different day. And then, so listen in, folks, because this is the fun part. Remember I, I told you how I need the catalyst some time to kind of point things yeah, out for me? Yeah. So my dad, <laughs> lovingly, <laughs> shook me by the shoulders one day, and he was like, you can't work for other people, and there's no shame in that. Yeah, that's good. He knew that. It was good that he waited to tell you that, too, because he probably knew that when you were, you know, 15 or something, too. He probably did, yeah. It was it was really awakening because there's the duh, which I'm sure you're thinking, like, obviously, Kate, you can start your own company. People do it all the time. But then the other duh was um, the shame. 
he hit on that. That's what I felt. The shame of what leaving That's why I, of leaving and, and losing the yeah, identity the of being of, the um, the superstar DJ. Yeah, and that I caused it too, Jordy. Like I thought it was my fault. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And um, so my husband, then boyfriend, that same this is all the same week, went out and got me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. Mm -hmm. You know that book? Yeah. So in like the first chapter, Guy says, don't make a plan, just get started. Yeah. So I was like, well, why do, why do I need this book? So I stopped reading it. <laughs> and um, the next day I had a meeting with a client who was, wanted to hand deliver uh, the product instead of mail it because they were fans of mine. They wanted to mm. meet me. And uh, I, I'm not this like amazing person who had all these fans. Right no, now, but 20 million is a lot of fans. You know, I'm sure out of that 20 million, I'm sure you had like a pretty hardcore set there, you know. There was a, a good group of yeah. people. Um, so it just happened that these two men were angels. I didn't know it. Yeah. And we went to lunch. And at the end of the lunch, they were like, we love you. We'd love to invest $50,000 in whatever company you want to make. Let's do something. Yeah. So and so was that the start of lately then? Because that sounds quite early, eh? Because I, I, my research was telling me like 2013, 2014. Yeah, so it wasn't lately. It was another, it was a, it was a widget, a music widget, okay. where um, we paired up two songs a day that were, was a new song and an old song. Same idea here, yeah. right? And looking to kind of do miniature radio. And as I was marketing that, Someone else came along and said, hey, you're really good at marketing. Why don't you consult us? We'll pay you a lot more money, and you can say goodbye to the music industry forever. Mm -hmm. And by then, I was done. I said, okay, yeah, sounds you're good. You're ready. Sounds good. So there's a marketing agency that kind of morphed into a marketing agency. That first client, by the way, was uh, a little company, you know, called Walmart. Okay, so that was a good way to get in. So you, once you have that, you've got... You've got proof, you know, sort of proof of concept, and you've got a nice uh, client um, testimonial or something you can use to get other clients. Yeah, part of the the best part of it, by the way, was so my my aunt was the catalyst in this case. She was brokering this project with Walmart, and she saw what I didn't see. So she let me be on this account, and I walked in, and of course, you know, I. I'm from radio. Like, I don't even own a jacket or suit jacket, and I'm not particularly polished, if you can't tell already. And so I said to them, like, this is a fucking mess, whatever you guys are doing here. And I went home, and I built a spreadsheet without without asking anyone, and I spent quite some hours on it and pulled together every aspect of all the marketing across every channel, person, whatever, and I built out kind of an organizational system for them and neatened them up. You know, I Marie Kondo'd them, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, in this moment. And it morphed into what lately ended up becoming, um, but the spreadsheet system got them 130% ROI year over year for three years. So you used that spreadsheet for them for, for three years, this system? For three years. Okay. Can, yeah. can we get, because I, I love these spreadsheet problems. These are some of the best software. <laughs> These are some of the best software. You have yeah. Them? I mean, this is what I drool over when I, somebody tells me, yeah, we're using spreadsheets right now. I love hearing this. Um, so, so what I understand of lately is that you put a bunch of copy in or say you, maybe it takes all of the different 
context or text that you're using for all your different social media channels and then you know creates more topics for you is that is that essentially correct almost so and see we're so bad at uh communicating what we do <laughs> right shoemaker has no shoes so first lately connects to any social channel you have and we study all the analytics that, that you we can for the last year uh -huh. of what you've produced yeah. and we're building a writing model that learns your brand voice and it's studying the messaging that got you the highest engagement and it's breaking down the words and ideas and phrases okay. and sentence structures okay. so now i've got your model yeah. here right and you have many opportunities to teach the model and, and help it right, along right okay which is important then you feed lately any long form content text audio or video could it be so, a blog post or something it could yeah. be a blog post it could be this video file okay, I'm, okay. My Emma is going to ask you for this file okay. so we can run this through Lately afterwards. So you take, let's say it's the video. You upload the video into Lately. It automatically turns it into a transcript. It takes the model, reads the transcript. It's looking for the sentences that contain what's in the model. Uh -huh. And it clips out those sentences into social posts and clips the video up of, the, of who said That's what. That's pretty cool. So you, so you could chops it, essentially chops it up and then you can repurpose it like for a year or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that does exactly. sound pretty handy. And so, <laughs> so tell me about the spreadsheet. That was it doing that? Was it? Were you sort of like manually figuring out, and, and were you doing that, or what was the core problem that you were solving with the spreadsheet? Yeah. So at first, we thought it was organization. Okay. This particular project, Jordy, was Walmart and all their franchises, Bank of America and all of theirs, AT and T and all of theirs. United Way worldwide and all of theirs, the IRS. So these are your clients. You these are your clients. These you had Bank of America. Yeah, and stuff. And they were. It was one project that they were all working on together. It was a. It was um. They were trying to help empower the poor. Uh, okay, financial so, so it was a single credits. project, and you were speaking with uh, okay. project. Okay. So twenty thousand marketers, and so here we are creating the national messaging, but the national messaging doesn't, as we all know, doesn't hit at the local level because there's are different audiences. So how could we? A, write national messaging that was good and engaging, and then B, syndicate it out to everybody else and teach them what, what to tweak in order for it to engage on that local level. So that's the system I built, and that's what Lately became. We took Lately and built one feature for every worksheet inside the spreadsheet. My God, so it sounds really uh, complex. It, was it really complex, It was. Eh? It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> it is, and it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was too complicated. So is that what it was? You, you sort of said, it was like, oh my, you it started pulling your hair out because you're like messing around with individual cells and copying, pasting and stuff in, inside of Excel. Um, it sounds like it was pretty obvious that we needed to turn this into a software. Well, so it wasn't. <laughs> Again, I had some help. My, my, I, I met this guy, Steve, who was a serial entrepreneur and an investor, and it had, um, several exits successful and not so successful but he knew this world and i didn't know uh -huh. this world and he harassed me for like a year and kept saying listen we just need twenty five thousand dollars we're going to automate your spreadsheets and you know we're off to the races and and we need to build some wireframes and these were all words that i didn't know what they meant of course yeah. foreign yeah. language to me you know twenty five thousand dollars jordy i was eating ramen and drinking two buck chuck yeah. right it seemed crazy mm -hmm. to me so Steve ended up pulling the money out of his own pocket. He's a co-founder. He's a co-founder with you. Okay. He's a co-founder, okay. yeah. 
um, and he brought along Jason, who's another co-founder, to build the wireframes. Okay. They came to my house at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night, uh, right at Christmas. So I'm like, you know, I've got two glasses of wine and I'm on vacation. And I'm like, fuck yeah. you. Get out of my yeah, house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, afterwards, Steve said that I was much nicer yeah, to him. Yeah. Did you get the wireframes done that night? Um, Jason had already uh, built oh, them. Did. They brought okay, them and okay. delivered them to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I saw yeah. it, you know. Um, um, and I, I said, by the way, like I remember saying to Steve, he's like, are you ready to do this? And I was like, well, there's only one rule, which is that I have to be the boss. Yeah. And I remember him laughing and saying, no problem. <laughs> Cause he yeah, knew. he knew, eh? <laughs> he knew. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> So, so, so you have three co-founders, and and how's the dynamics with you guys? It's all good. You know, it's not great with Steve. Actually, we we parted ways um, about a year ago, but it's okay. great with Jason and okay. Brian. So, all right, perfect. So, so it sounds like for the MVP, um, uh, you had your co-founder Steve. Was that right? Steve was the one that that put the twenty five thousand in. What, what, what one of the other guys a developer and did and did that twenty five thousand because that sounds a little bit light for uh, as complicated as a spreadsheet as this was to be able to automate this. I mean, did you cover that twenty five thousand in the MVP or did it run higher? Yeah, no, it was twenty five thousand. I mean, Jason is both a graphic designer and um, front end, so he was able. I mean, it was just a wireframe, right? So it wasn't that that complicated. But at the time. There was, there was, we didn't even know what AI was, Jordy. Like, what time is this? It's like 2014, and was it 2014? So there was a start of of like uh, some machine learning was just coming out, or was it was it a bit was it robust at that time? Is that, I don't know that much about AI really. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even. We didn't. It, I mean, so we only had an MVP. No one was using it or anything. We were literally just taking a deck around and raising money. Um, so there was. We actually didn't even have a product till, I want to say, 2017. Um, which is there's some good stories in there, and I can tell tell you. How, you know, we burned through CTOs left and right who all had like, uh, really, like one of them was putting all my money up his nose. Another one had like, didn't commit suicide, but had, had suicidal depression. And it just took us a long time to find the right fit. And because I knew nothing about this, I had no visibility because mm -hmm. I didn't understand yeah. it. You know, how were you make, how were you surviving for this three year? This, this sounds like the, you were, took three years to develop the, the platform. <laughs> so you're still running the agency. You must've still been running the agency. Yeah. So, a couple, so a couple things happened. Jason and I went out and we raised 250 in about five months and we did it backwards too because Steve's network was venture capitalist. Mm. So that's who we were talking to yeah. first. So I, I just got punched in the face right away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but we managed to raise the money from angels who were mostly in my network and fans of mine from XM. I mean, it turns out that I knew some people who had mm -hmm. money which i didn't how did you find out how did that. you find that out i mean did, did, did they did you just approach like right people on facebook or something like that or what <laughs> yeah um actually my friend rachel had me do an interesting exercise and she asked me to look at my contact list and kind of i group them into different groups you know like groups and so i started doing that and i thought but okay, everybody I know is in the music industry. That was my first label mm -hmm. I gave them. And then I broke the label down into, I was like, oh, wow, actually, I have a lot of in, really intelligent, so I like 
friends. So I put like the brains in one group and then I put like the go-getters in another group. And I started with the go-getters because I figured they had this mindset and I mean, I'm not shy and I'd raised money and I'd been in sales, raised money for like nonprofits yeah. before and been in yeah. sales. So like I know the ask yeah. and I have no shame mm -hmm. either. What, what's the worst thing yeah, I'm going to say? Yeah. No. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm gonna, I want you to say no to me like five times before I believe yeah, anyways, yeah. you know? So yeah, Facebook, email. Um, and I was just surprised. The people who said yes were mostly people who I didn't actually really know. Really? Okay. Yeah. My family didn't come in till later. Um, which is interesting. Um, but like we, as we raise that 250, we come around, we hire the CTO. He's putting it all up his nose. I don't even know that. I discover it at a conference that we're at in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. of course, um, which I hate that town more now than ever before. <laughs> but, um, and we were struggling. We had almost no money left and nothing to show. And I entered a pitch contest. There were 100 people, and I came in fourth. In Vegas? Um, actually, no, on a ski mountain here in the Catskills. Okay. Um, someone told me a trick. Here, guys, let me tell you now. If you ever go to a ski pitch conference, don't get on the lift and pitch them on the lifts, which is what they tell you to do. Stay in the lodge because everyone's hungover from the night before, mm -hmm. and they're all yeah. there. That's, yeah. where the that's where the venture capitalists are, yeah. so pitch them there. Great tip. Um, Brian, who became my, um, who, who was helping me run my agency, by uh -huh. the way, and was a serial entrepreneur, and my other co-founder now gave me that tip. Bueno. So I got some momentum, and then I get into ERA, which is an accelerator in New York, and they give us $40,000. This is after your like 250 you spent. You spent your 250 okay. Yes, gone. Okay. What did you have at this time? Like, what did you like? Was how was the platform looking? Nothing. Had it nothing? So was it? It's literally gone to the CTO. He just burned it. Uh, it went to his uh, his salary and whatever his his habits. Uh, um, we had wireframes, and we had taken one feature out and tried to and built wireframes separately for it alone. Uh huh. One of the features was like clout. Remember clout? Yeah, I do remember them. Yeah. It was like clout was for businesses, but this was clout for your friends. So you could, because one of the things I taught the Walmart crew was who to tag on Twitter strategically mm -hmm. that would get you the most reshares, yeah. right? And so this would do the same thing. It would basically identify which of your friends had the largest audience so, and tell you who would get you the most value, um, which is a, a feature we built into Lately. So we had like a wireframe for that. And... When I when I applied for ERA, I made a typo. <laughs> I forgot about this. I realized it. Remember it the other day, and I said we'd mm -hmm. only raised um, twenty five thousand dollars, but we'd raised two hundred fifty thousand uh dollars. -huh. And we were in the meeting with them. I'll never forget this. I walked in because this is something that's that I've learned over time. Like your parents teach you if you're going to a business meeting to wear a suit and yeah. professional, you know? So that's what I was doing, which yeah. is hilarious to me now. Although yeah. at this meeting, I, I had a jacket on and I wore a t-shirt that had some um, foreign writing on it. I didn't know what it, it meant, luckily. Uh -huh. And I walked into the meeting and I went to shake the hands of the, of the guys at the accelerator, Jonathan.
Jonathan first. And Jonathan was like, oh, I'm not shaking hands today. I don't have time for this. Let's just sit down and get going here. And I was like, wow, fuck you. What the fuck? Yeah. You know? Okay. So we sat down <laughs> and I got my fancy t-shirt on, which just happens to be, it says the town of where the other guy, Marat, grew up. It's a little known town somewhere in um, Turkish, Turkey. Yeah. And I don't even know this. And then I say by accident a couple things, or one one thing that helped our our case, which was um, I was a goalkeeper through high school and college soccer, mm-hmm. and I was the MVP. And <laughs> what I like about that position most is is you actually have the most power in the field because you have the vision, you can see everything. It's like right. a reverse pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved that control. And I also, you know, I don't have any fear. I'll dive right into your feet and kick me in the face and let's go. It's, I'm not wearing a mouth guard. Fuck that. Right? Yeah. Um, so I remember Marat calling us, calling me. I was sick. I, I, I never get sick, but I was deathly ill on the couch and I could barely lift my head up. And I can't understand his voice because he has this beautiful accent. And he called and he just said, you know, congratulations. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I was like, okay, thanks. This? Yeah. You, did you know who it was? I knew who it was because I could yeah, yeah. recognize it. And you, heard, you understood congratulations. So I it's like, that. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called Steve and I was like, I think, I think we got in. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this is a sort of reset now. You're, so what time? This is like 2017 then? Uh, I think we're at 15 or 16 now. 15, okay. maybe 15. And, and how, sorry, how much did you get then? 40K. 40 okay yeah, so which is so, gone in like the summer you know <laughs> yeah yeah really so so you must have learned a lot of lessons oh. i, I want to know what the biggest lesson is you, uh, you get 250 what would you say your biggest lesson was if if somebody's gone they've done a big raise what did you do wrong and and, and what were the biggest things that you learned out of that um well I mean, it was so weird because I didn't know what was happening because I don't know, I don't write code or understand anything about it. And I still don't, right? And you have mm-hmm. to delegate mm-hmm. stuff to other people who know more than you. I mean, you fucking have to. So there's no yeah. way I could have corrected that error and nor would have I, right? Like the thing that I learned next was Jason had a friend who he'd worked on Bank of America projects and, and Target and we brought him in and to build up the platform and we started we had started to have some actual features that were starting to work at this this summer this is the summer of at the accelerator but this guy is holding me hostage so he is disagreeing with our choices and constantly decides to stop working this is the lead developer yeah, i yeah. guess right so this yeah, was a big okay. lesson is like i don't like being held hostage you might i might as well fucking go work for xm again you know and yeah. I just remember it feeling like this couldn't happen. You know, if, if you're not, I can't have somebody who's not loyal to me. It's not about disagreeing with me, but he was right. holding it over my head constantly. And so we said goodbye to Anthony and then Brian, who was man, who's another one of Steve's friends. Steve had the gold here. He had all these people he's, he'd collected. Right. Yeah. And, Brian was running my agency for me while I was at this accelerator. And so he, he came in, he's Canadian. He's the best. He's so smart and he was an entrepreneur 
and you know he knew code and he was a great manager and he got this guy anthony to work for him and do whatever and take the pressure off me so that was a great lesson i learned yeah. was to to buffer okay. to have somebody who's the buffer if there's people on the team that aren't going to be my cup of tea but we need them anyway you know right um yeah so to place a buffer someone that's got the skills that says i there's a there's a there's a personality conflict happening with this lead developer. I can't deal with them. I need to place you in between. Yeah. By the way, a great tip for yeah. your wedding too is my, someone gave me that tip, which is like give put minders on all the problem people. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like it. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so so we're okay so we're in the accelerator how was the product when you came out of the accelerator were you able to start getting clients did you have clients at this time um we had some people using it it was like walmart no, was walmart no, no, using no. it um it wasn't that functional it was barely very operational we had like beta beta testers you know um yeah and we were told to raise money from venture capitalists at that time, but it was too early. So we yeah. really struggled. I mean, the, again, not, there was an, almost no momentum moving forward in the product. It was all about fundraising. So I spent another six months. I got my first angel investment from Isaac Oates, who's the CEO of JustWorks, who's been a great friend um, and, and advisor. I don't know if he knows he was first, <laughs> but well, after the first 250. So he's the first like official name. So. Yeah. After the yeah. accelerator. Right. Cause it sounds like the 250 was just like, it was yeah, just it was a just burn. A, right. In the time of the 250, I met with venture capitalists. So I learned a lot of language. There's a lexicon, yeah. there's a vernacular of this world, right? It's it's huge, yeah. It's huge. And you know, like, it was fire. Cap hammer. tables, dilution, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. All that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can't really read the books on it, too, because it's just like, you know, it's just insane. And they're very good at it. They're very good at it, too, the VCs. That's why you want to go to angels first. Yeah. But VCs are really like you already need to be at revenue. That you know they're they're not really that interested unless you're at fifty thousand or something. Is um, yeah. You know, so I think where you guys are at, it sounded like you needed to really be seed round, friends, family. We were in the angels. wrong place, and and they were. Now I can t I know they were probably just amused by me. <laughs> you know who the fuck yeah. did I think I was? But it's because I didn't know any better. You know, and which has served me well. You know over the years i just do it whatever it is and and that aw shucks yeah. i mean i fall into it a lot i do but it's because i don't care right and i don't really care mm -hmm. if i look like an ass <laughs> to you <laughs> you know but, yeah um, in terms of your equity can you tell me what your equity is at now you've raised 3.3.4 um you're at a million arr where's your equity yeah so at i'm now? at 30 percent 29.9%. And you have some co-founders too, right? So what are they at? So that sounds like good. Together we're right around 45 or just under 50. So we're okay. in a good spot. So they have a little, they have about 10 or something each, something like that. Roughly. So you're, yeah. you're, okay. You're the, you're the majority. Um, and uh, how, how was that process like? I mean, when did you see most of the dilution was it early on or how's it how's it like how is it working now for you with raising money 
is it make it harder to, to raise money? Yeah, I mean, so here's one thing that I learned, which is, and it's a good question, right? So you know, if people <laughs> if people say to me in a meeting, first of all, well, you don't own enough of the company, I'm concerned about you, then I'm, I instantly know it's, it's over, right? Because mm. what everyone's trying to do is to cut, and it's not, there's not a, a valid reason there, and we'll talk about that in a second, but everyone's looking for a way to say, no. And if that's your way, we're, we're done. There's way more interesting questions you can ask me, right? Because yeah. for me, so here's what's important to understand. My cap table is the way it is because number one, I'm a fucking female entrepreneur. I only get 2.7% mm. of all the damn capital out there. I have to work 98% harder for the $3.4 million I've busted my ass to raise. I'm, I am fucking amazing. I have to tell myself yeah. this because I forget all the time frankly. Good, good. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's hard. So that's, that's an important thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is the angels on my cap table, they're almost all Harvard Business School alumni angels because every time we went back to raise, I joke and call them a clown car because 10 new white dudes get out every time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And they're not all under <laughs> the same entity, but I only have to talk to Peter. I don't have to have coffee with 60 people. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Joanne Wilson is on my board. And if you guys don't know Joanne, certainly Google her. But she, she is also Fred Wilson's wife. And she's New York's most prolific um, female angel. So she suffers no fools and is a wonderful person to have in your midst because she'll tell you, you know, she tells me all the time, stop babbling. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I do. She sounds like a really good person to uh, to call on. She's excellent. And so she insisted that um, when she, so she led my second round. And, and so for her round, we took out um, options for employees, but also she made a rule where if you, you had to have $100,000 in or more to have information rights to obviously whittle down my coffee, <laughs> coffee time with everybody, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Tell me about when you first started to gain traction. Like, when did you sort of hit that twenty-five thousand MRR mark? What was what was the platform doing? And and like, how did like how talk talk to me about sort of the 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 launching and the the zero you know the product market fit. So what we saw initially was that the customers were all using one feature specifically and it was the one we've been talking about the one that automatically turns at the time your blog it was a blog into mm -hmm. dozens of social posts that was the hot feature okay so we started to reposition how we talked about the product right at the time we were marketing resource management platform what the fuck is that yeah you know nobody we couldn't even talk about was it so called lately um it was. Oh, I meant to tell you that. So the reason I called it lately was from the clout thing, and the, it was the marketing line was, "What have you done for me lately?" Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it still parallels because your marketing is only as good as what you what you've done yesterday, right? It's always got to be mm -hmm. fresh. Um, plus, I like Van Morrison. Well, I did before he got all weird on with the new with the COVID thing, but <laughs> fucking Van Morrison. Um, <laughs> so. Um, the platform. So we saw them using that feature specifically. We started to, we, at the time we were doing all demos, right? Because the platform was too robust to build self-service. You needed a human for sure. Mm -hmm. And we were learning, so it was benefiting us. 
um, from the, you know, watching the customers using and having the conversations, plus my team is really nice. And our premier objective is make fans, right? That's what we do, yeah. right? Not make the sale, make yeah. a fan. Because I, I knew the value of this and the value is free marketing <laughs> for forever. You know, the, it's infinitely. Um, because it's viral. Is it? Yeah. There's an aspect of it that's viral because it says what powered by lately or something. Talk to me about the viral aspect. Um, it's a combination of turning the fan, the customers into evangelists and the social proof, but also the AI. So like I said, I'm going to ask you for this file. This is lead gen for me. I'm going to run it through my AI. We'll augment it with some human help because it's a robot, mm -hmm. publish it in all of our channels. It's so good at choosing those words and phrases that'll get you to engage again. So by the time we get to you, you're warm, mm -hmm. really okay. hot, hot at that point, you know? Okay. So you're coming, like you're coming from me, like I would be a lead then. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I want to, I want to get in on this too. That's what you're saying, essentially saying where the leads are coming from, from uh, the other podcast guest or whatever. From when I split it up in social posts, people who see me and you talking online are going to, uh -huh. you know, there's only, FYI everybody, there's only two things that can happen in social, click or share. When you're small, yeah. it's very hard to get people to click because they don't trust you. So go for the share. So if you're going for the share, you want to look for the one liner that makes somebody else look smart. So that's what yeah. the AI is doing. It's looking for the tip today, more or less, yeah. right? Okay. Okay. And that's great. A lot of the stuff you and I are talking about doesn't apply only to startup land. Right, right, of course. So thanks so much, Kate, for your time. Uh, we're getting getting ready to wrap up the hour. Um, where can people find out more? Obviously, lately.ai, but if people want to reach out to you, how can they find out, uh, reach out to you? Oh, I, I love that, and, and for sure do. So I'm on Twitter at lately.ai.kately. That's probably the easiest. Um, okay. And or Kate at lately.ai, and, and I'm, I'm mostly – don't try to sell me anything because then I'll just – yeah, lock yeah. you out of my life, but certainly way. Questions by. are okay, right? Questions on how to approach angels and things like that. Yeah, questions are okay. Yeah. Don't ask me to pick my brain. By the way, that's like, hey, yeah. can I waste your time for free? For <laughs> yeah, <hours>? totally. <laughs> yeah. What about pricing? I'm curious because you know this. This I'm I'm actually manually doing this now with some of my podcasts. What's pricing of um? you know, for, for, for your service. For someone yeah. like me, I've got uh, 15 employees or something like that, let's say, for example. So we start at 50 bucks a month. For your package, you're probably going to be in the $99 package. Mm -hmm. um, and so what do I get for that? You get full video capability with AI, um, so it can learn, it'll learn the voice of you and your brand, um, mm -hmm. and you get all the video editing capabilities, so lately it lets you... Um, it's not a full editing suite by any means, but it lets you take the clips Wait, that it pulls out and, and okay. So it's like, is that like unlimited clips then? I can unlimited. Like, yeah. It's, it's unlimited. yeah okay. We just changed this. We just launched new pricing like yesterday. So, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Kate. It was, it was great talking to you. I'd love to have you on the show. Maybe we'll come back and revisit in a year or something like that and see, and see where you're at. But it sounds like you're, you're on your way again. So uh, thanks so much. Congratulations on your success, and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch.